Welcome to Geek Therapy, where we are documenting the creation of a Geek Therapy library, collection of resources about geeky content that can be used for good. Uh, this week, we're talking about Raina Talgemeier's Ghosts, and it deals with death and the illness cystic fibrosis. And that may sound sad, but it's actually an amazing book. We're going to discuss the book in depth. And if you haven't read the book, I recommend you you go go get it right now and read it um, if you don't want it spoiled. Otherwise, welcome to the show. So once again, Lara, you kind of like dictated what I was going to read for the week, but you chose well. Thank you. Funny how that works. <laughs> it's funny how that works. Yeah. <laughs> It's okay. You tell me what to buy, and I buy it. So this—that's why this works. <laughs> we tell each other what to buy. <laughs> what did you tell me to read this week? Um, this week, actually, I told you a couple weeks ago, but you know, sure, you know, we we, we only have so much. We only have so much time for so many things, and um, so yeah. I told you to get uh, "Ghosts" by Raina Telgemeier. Now, I can you can you help me? I forgot to look this up, but I feel. Have I read anything from her before? Um, you might have. She's all of her graphic novels are through Scholastic, and she's okay. done the Babysitters Club, um, the the graphic novels for that, uh, and Smile and, and Sisters. Smile and Sisters and Drama. Okay, um, okay. No, I haven't. Then. I've I've read I've read Drama before okay. uh, i haven't read sisters and smiles yet or smile yet she she this this book is really good mm-hmm. i i i really really liked it and there's something about her style that feels like i definitely want to read more from her yeah yeah you should read all of her stuff <laughs> yeah and it's it, it's especially that type of stuff um where you see an action represented on the screen in one panel that Maybe somebody wouldn't, you know, something like a sigh or a movement or a poke, you know, mm-hmm. like she does this kind of thing where all that stuff is happening in one frame. So in one panel. And uh, I, I I love the way, I don't know, there, there were lots of panels that I really liked. So um, Ghosts, Ghosts is about um, a family that moves from Southern California. Before, before we even start talking about what it is, tell me. Um, tell me why you wanted us to to discuss this on the show. I wanted to discuss it just because there are so many issues in this book that, um, and on the surface, it's like I mean, it's a, it's definitely a like an all ages book, and it like most of Raina's fan base are kids, and so there's this like whimsical like kids like aesthetic to it, but she gets into some deep stuff. Um, and there's so many different characters that depending on, you know, who you relate to in the book, you can get, um, different perspectives and it it might be something that even if you're, you, you personally are reading and you relate to, um, one of the daughters in the book, it might help you understand how, say, your parents are feeling. Or the other way around. If you're the parents, you might be able to understand how the kids are feeling in the book. Or the friends. Or it's just, there's so many things going on in this story. <laughs> yeah. And and I thought about how I would tell someone about the book. And I realized I was, 
the book I was describing probably wouldn't sound like the book that I was looking at. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know if that makes sense. Um, I mean, you you understand? I, like, d- I do understand. And we and we see, yeah, we see things through a different lens too than than like each person sees each, the the book through a different lens, and so it could be like your basic description of it is, oh, it's a kids' book about. Um, like it's a ghost story, right? Basic kids book, um, in a very simple way, but there's things like you said, like cystic fibrosis in here and moving to a new home and a new town and not knowing anyone. Yeah, there's, there's, and obviously death is the biggest, uh, theme throughout the book. Mm -hmm. And, um, there's a, actually there's a part at the end It's something that Raina wrote at the end of the book. Let me see if I can find it. Okay. She says, I chose to write about cystic fibrosis because breathing is a huge theme in this story. Ghosts can't breathe. And Maya can't breathe very well herself. Kat has normal lungs, but she is often anxious and sometimes needs to be reminded to stop and and breathe deeply. And that was her at the end of the the book talking about why she decided to include cystic fibrosis, Mm -hmm. right? And because it is a condition that affects your lungs and how you breathe. And and that's a theme that I guess it's kind of obvious after I read that from her, right, that that was happening often and people were gasping. And yeah. the even the ghosts, when they start appearing, right, they take your breath, um, a little bit of your breath, you know. Right. And and Maya, Maya had cystic, has cystic fibrosis, but Kat is definitely dealing with way more anxiety right, <laughs> lots right. of things yeah and even though she's the big sister and and trying to be kind of the rock for for maya yeah but maya seems to be the one that's you know she's all about this is an adventure and we're in a new place and let's explore and make friends and and do things and you know her cystic fibrosis holds her back a little bit and so maya has to be that you know, that buffer, like, okay, you're doing too much right now. Um, and so she holds, I think it's for the whole family. She kind of holds this anxiety for everybody. Um, like Maya can't do that because she's going to get sick. And, um, and she's always worried about that or worried about other people's opinions of her or worried about what her friends, about her friends forgetting her at home in, in L.A. So to be fair, she is a teenager who was just forced to move. That is true. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to Bahia de la Luna. See, I would have butchered uh, that. Yeah, no, I got you. I got you. <laughs> Before we dive deep into like the the actual story, what what were your impressions, kind of, as you were reading it, and at the end, you know, like, what were you thinking or you feeling? Um, you know, reading this, the story, it was like, I know reading this book, like I, I didn't want to put it down. (laughs) Um, there are some books where I really like them and I'm, uh, I read and then I get so tired and I, and I'm like, okay, I'm done for the night. This one, I, I noticed I pushed myself a little further to try and read more. Um, I think because while dealing with all this like serious stuff going on, like medical issues and death, um, it's very fun. Um, and the artwork is beautiful. Um, and very, but very simple at the same time. Um, 
and like you said, there's all these animation. Like it's almost like animation, like you're saying with the the gasping and the or the sighing, and there's like wind blowing, and you really get a sense of action. And it, that kind of wanted me to keep the story going. And um, I don't know, I I got this sense of like I wanted to get further in the story, especially when things start getting kind of scary um, or heavy. Um, I wanted to get further and see how it was gonna, how it was gonna play out, and and it does. I mean, it's a kids book, so it definitely has like a hopeful kind of, um, hopeful kind of ending. And there's a lot of lessons to learn from that um, kind of kind of ending, I guess. I think I think when you finished reading it, it you sent me a message. Yeah. Immediately saying like, "Oh, this is this is definitely something we should talk about on the show. This is definitely going into the library." Yes, and, it definitely is. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I mean, I was like, "You have to read it," and so you bought it and and you read it. And three weeks later, I read it. <laughs> three weeks, a month. I did it. I got yeah. there. Yeah, I did it's it. Like two or three weeks. Yeah. 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 No. Um. So so for me, I I really enjoyed. It. I think I read it in two sittings. Maybe I started it one day and then didn't get very far, and then two sittings, done. Mm-hmm. It was oh, it was so much fun. I do love the way everything looks. I like how it kind of kept me on edge mm-hmm. because I I don't know why I was nervous throughout the book because at first you know like there's this talk of ghosts and stuff, and then you don't really know where the story is going because you don't actually see any ghosts. Mm-hmm. And so there's this obvious, you know, um, attention being brought to to Maya and her cystic fibrosis. So, so you're thinking it's I, like, oh, something bad's going to happen right now to her. <laughs> Instead, oh yeah, yeah. So she's she's such a great character um, from the very beginning, and she's the one with the most life, and she's. Like you, you immediately fall in love with Maya, and, and I was like, "Oh, she's gonna die. She's gonna come back as a ghost or something." <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of like, uh, like when I played Gone Home. Yeah, <laughs> I was always scared that something was gonna happen. <laughs> this horrible, like, oh, uh, lightning's gonna strike, and ah, they're gone. Yeah. And why am I in a haunted house? You know, and why is everybody talking about ghosts? But, uh, but it turns out to be a way deeper story than that mm-hmm. you know and you get to you get these moments where you know to, like you realize that um cat who is who's Maya's older sister doesn't like is afraid for for Maya's safety and her health and mm-hmm. and that she could potentially die and she blames herself um yeah. Yeah. even though her even though Maya is born with this disorder and has been dealing with it her whole very young life because she's the younger sister um, and we'll have to deal with it with the for the rest of her life. Um, you know, Kat's kind of like, I have to make sure she's okay. She can't go do this. You're pushing yourself too hard. And then when she does end up pushing herself too hard and having a, a medical emergency, Kat blames herself completely. Like, what did I do? I should have I should have stopped it before it happened. I should have put my foot down. And so, so let's let's start going through through some of the the kind of those relatable experiences that come up, right? So let, let's start with that one. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because um, it's funny that that at the beginning she's she's kind of uh, she seems resentful 
that they have to move because of Maya,、mm-hmm. right? The idea is that they're moving there because the air is better, and it'll be easier for her to breathe. Right. And and so she's not happy about having to move. And but you're right. Later on, she's and it doesn't take her long to get to that point where she's just a protective older sister.、Mm-hmm. And something happened that was honestly like Maya doesn't listen. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> right. So she's running around and and and. Taking things too far and, and jumping she... on beds and like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and no wonder Maya's a, walking a, a, up so hills、nervous. and <laughs> yeah, and and Maya's kind. Of, I mean, and no wonder Cat is so nervous and and Cat is telling her right, don't 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 do that and and you're right, she she feels so responsible for for when Maya's sick and really that was you know that wasn't that wasn't her fault. On the contrary, like she, she actually did a lot to to stop that. Yeah. Other than like knocking her out and carrying her back to the house. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. She could have done that. <laughs> she could have done that.、Uh, no, not even. That's not true. That's not true because even like what ended up happening hadn't. It was out of it was like out of her reach. Like she could she tried to stop it, but she couldn't do anything about it. Right. Well, and then she gets home and. Her parents, their the the girl's parents blame Cat a little bit. Like I think that's where she gets that blame from. It's like, well, how could you let her do this?、Um, you're supposed to watch out for her.、Um, and I mean, that would that seems pretty relatable to me. Is that that being a parent's first reaction、um, when their child is sick enough that they have to go to the hospital?、Um, like,、yeah. what caused this? Like, why didn't you do something? Um, yeah, but I, the the relationship between her and her parents gets mended pretty quickly.、Um, yeah, yeah, like immediately after the fact, people look for someone to blame. You know, it's just it's a it's a normal reaction. It's not the best reaction, right? But it's not it's it's just something that that people do. And and Kat's self blame reaction is a pretty normal、um, one for teenagers.、Um, Uh, when something happens to someone close to them, whether they die or whether they're、um, something, someone gets seriously ill or injured, a lot of times the reaction is either is to take no blame or to take all the blame or a combination of both, like at the same time and having this like inner struggle kind of thing.、Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah. No, it's not my fault. And then internally, you're like, "Oh my god, what did I do?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's one of those things where I, I might, if, if somebody's read the book, I might ask them, you know, especially a teenager, like, "Do you think it was Cat's、uh, fault?、Um, do you think it was it was fair for her mom to to blame her?" You know, and、yeah. I think you know, with within that context, there's a really good、um, discussion to be had. Well, because、right? like、there's said, no like, right answer there. Yeah,、um, yep. and that's some of the best meat for for talking about things. Is there's no real answer. It's just what you think and and working through it.、Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So were there what other moments kind of、uh, stood out to you? Um, there was a moment. And it's been a while since I've read the book.、Uh, that's true. That's true. I, I don't want to be unfair. I just finished reading、yeah. it this morning. But um, there was a moment um for. Maya,、um, when she's she's worried about what's going to happen when she dies, because she does have cystic fibrosis, and and 
it is a degenerative disease. And so her lifespan is a lot shorter than your average person. Um, and so there's this like fear of like, and I think she's so fascinated with the dead and, and the ghosts and, and everything that comes up in this town because she's curious about what's going to happen to her and what could very well happen to her very soon. And so, like, you get this, I think in the scene that I'm picturing, she's sitting on the bed and she's, like, crying. Like, she gets, like, a tear or something. And it's, um, but I could be wrong. I'm just visualizing. If not, that's what I'm putting on it myself um, of, like, is that's what's going to happen to me when I die? And to have a child say that really got to me, I think. Um, but there are kids out there that that have to deal with being in a tough situation like that where they may not live for as long as the rest of their people and their family or their friends and or they could be living the rest of their life with this like not being able to run and play or have as full a life well i mean and also maybe somebody in your life died right mm -hmm. and then now you're questioning death and life and right. and what if that was me you know or um like I remember in high school, a girl, her older sister, I remember, died, and it was like, well, that that girl's just a year older than us, you know? Like what, what? Damn! Like you know, you start mm -hmm. thinking about that sort of thing. I mean, that happened to me recently. My my stepbrother died a few months ago, and he was my age. Right. You know? It's like one of those things where he's like an alternate version of me. You know, we lived in the same house, and and you start thinking about that. Like, damn! Like I'm still alive, and he's not. But what? How much time do you have left in? You know, mm -hmm. I think that at every age, at any age, that that moment where you're you're thinking about what if, like, what happens after you die? You know, like, what is what exactly? What is that like? I mean, or or I don't want to die. Or what happens to the people? Like uh, another part in the book is when she's talking to to a ghost at this point, right? To uh, um, Carlos's Uncle Jose. Who's, who's he, a little kid, right? Yeah, yeah. He's eight years old. And they have this amazing conversation back and forth. And at this point, this is after the, the conversation you were picturing, right? Mm -hmm. And she asks him, she's like, well, if I die, what's going to happen to Kat? Like, she's yeah. so worried about her older sister. You know, like, what if, like, will she be able to make friends? She's not good at making friends. Mm -hmm. And... That's changed by that point, she realizes. You know, but that's what she's thinking about. She's thinking about what she'll leave behind. And she is just a kid. And I, 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 how old is, is Maya? I think she's the about the you same know? age. I think she's supposed to be like eight. I don't remember exactly, but I think she and Jose are supposed to be the same age-ish, I'm assuming. But they're both, they're both younger kids. Um, and Kat is only supposed to be, I think, probably middle school age. So like 12 or 13, I think. Yeah. And and th those moments with with Maya, understanding that her her illness can lead to her death very soon, mm -hmm. were obviously like the ones that that got to me the most. Those those moments where, obviously, also compared to those moments where she she's so alive, she's she's up more and down, alive right? she's than Cat, and she's oh yeah. And, she hasn't let this like disease burden her or get to her. Um, like she is proud of her her breathing tube, like her um, 
her uh, oxygen, the nose tube for the oxygen. And she's she like has fun doing the little they put on a jacket on her to like that shakes her to jiggle all the mucus in her lungs and and kind of break it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so she has like, she could be like miserable and um, down on life. And like, why am I having to go through this? But she's like full of life and adventure and curiosity and um, joy. So that's a really, that's a really cool um, example to, to show. I I think it's like, it's inspiring. Um, yeah. to read. Yeah. I found, um, at least, I'm not sure if this is the moment you were talking about when she was first, uh, when Maya first talks about this at all, when it first comes up. Um, it's it's when Maya and Kat and Carlos are on their way to, to meet ghosts for the first time, right? And at this point, I'm not convinced that ghosts are actually going to appear in the story. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You think uh, something bad's going to happen to Maya. <laughs> Yes, yes. Well, I actually thought something bad was going to happen to her even more after the ghost actually Yeah, appeared. that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, you know, oh, you think it's not so bad if she if she just comes back as a ghost? No, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was my, that's where my mind was. But uh, there's a, a scene where, where uh, Kat is asking Maya, like, why do you, why are you insisting on finding these ghosts? And she says, I have to talk to a ghost, Katrina. I want to know what happens when you die. And she tells Kat, you know, like, dying isn't pretend. Uh, it's real. And that's when you you notice for the first time that super happy, go-lucky uh, Maya is, like, she thinks about this stuff. You know, she's not showing it outright. She's not um, always, like, she doesn't let this control the way she she's living her life. But it's on her mind. and And the closest... The closest to an answer that she can possibly find is from asking someone who has actually yeah. died. And whew, that's that that was the first time when I was like, this book, this book. This is really <laughs> <good>. <laughs> <laughs> I like what you did there right now. This is very good. <laughs> yeah, that was really powerful for me because because you're looking for answers. And where do you where do you go to find an answer? You know, like who, someone who's experienced it. Yeah, yeah. And and if you're worried about dying, you're gonna get a lot of different answers from a lot of different people, none of whom know what happened. Exactly <laughs> what's going on. Yeah. 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 Uh, and yeah. and of course, um, she does find ghosts, which which adds this whole other element to to the story, which is a lot of fun and also very deep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are those were the kind of the moments that stood out to me, the the most that were relatable to me. I guess more recently. I mean, when I was right. a kid, I also I moved around a lot, and I was I was very angry every time we had to move, and yeah. I I remember one time I tried to like stay with my godmother, see if I could live with her, and. There were, yeah, I moved around a lot and I tried to not move <laughs> and I was able to make some headway there. But, you know, when, when you're a kid, there's just, there's just, you there's get, not much you can do. <laughs> you gotta go with whoever's making the decisions and then be angry at the new place. And, mm-hmm. and Kat is very angry at the new place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where she, like Kat's story is actually a, a happy story. Mm-hmm. She makes friends on her first day of school. 
she she right. she becomes but friend. she also she also um doesn't tell her friends about her little sister like even that maya exists um because she wants something of her own yeah um yeah i think because her whole life revolves around maya and maya's health and taking care of her and making sure she's okay and moving away from the whole world she's known um to a place that's a lot colder and she doesn't know anybody and they all talk about these ghosts and ghosts aren't real right um and and apparently you know her parents are drinking the kool-aid too they they love everybody there and why am i the only one that sees this and so the 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 interaction with her making friends on the first day of school is great um but then you have the like the fall of like oh you have a little sister like why didn't you tell me (laughs) And and as a as a moment, right? As a moment, and yeah. you see it on her face, right? She's like, "Oh, this Maya girl that I just mentioned that I obviously didn't want to mention. She's just a friend. She's just this girl I know. Don't worry about it. I don't want to talk about it." And and then when Maya appears, you can tell, right? She she didn't want to. She wanted something separate from mm-hmm. from. And and we don't know exactly. She did say, "I wanted something that was just mine," right? And I think yeah. I think your everything that you just said is probably correct, right? But she doesn't explicitly yeah. say, you know, I need to distance myself from the sickness, or I need to uh, no distance that, myself from whatever. That's me inferring that, um, yeah, and and imagining what it would be like to be, you know, a kid that has a, a little sister or even an older sister that that's really sick and everyone kind of has to focus on that and so you get to be like the ignored child the easy child and the pressure that that's there with having to be the one that's easy for the parents to take care of because they have to focus on um on the other kid yeah and that's not like an ongoing thread that's a moment in the book that is uh, uh that too i think is is one of those moments where somebody if I were working with somebody, he, he or she could probably really pick up on that moment if they could really relate to it. Yeah. You know? Otherwise, they might just like... Otherwise, you could pass over. But that's yeah. what is so yeah. great about the book. There's all these moments that yeah. like any one person could kind of glom onto that and be like, that's that's me. Yeah. Or that's my family. And that whole scene is like two or three pages, right? Out of mm-hmm. this like three hundred page book, which is which is great because you can take that in in isolation for a for a pretty good pretty good conversation. Yeah, I've had I've had to talk to about stuff like that with my students and my and my clients. Mm-hmm. But in the long term, she uh, her her situation is pretty good, right? Cats. Cat's story is a happy one. She makes friends with with Carlos, the neighbor. Um, she she makes friends at school and she she makes peace with this whole idea of ghosts and and and, and spirits and death. death yeah yeah and so and how scary death is when in reality you know they have a way of kind of connecting to those who have passed so, so obviously, this is a, a huge theme, and and coincidentally, we are having this conversation on November first, mm-hmm. Dia de los Muertos or Day of the Dead, right? Which is a look, hu- look at look at you, me letting you say all the Spanish words. Oh yeah, <laughs> Carlos, Maya, Katrina. <laughs> <laughs> Even um, though she just wants to be cat, she's just cat. <laughs> um, there's there's definitely, you know, I don't know um, a lot about 
the Day of the Dead. Uh, like culturally, that's because it's, it's a Mexican yeah. holiday. Yeah, yeah, that's not something that I've ever celebrated. It's something that I know very little about. I I didn't see Book of the Dead that came out a couple of years ago or last year, <laughs> the movie. Have you seen it? Um, no, I did not. I know Raina did a lot of research for this book. Okay. Um, and she has family who are Mexican. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she definitely did the legwork um, and tried to be as representative, as as close a representation as she could um, while making it still fantastical and um, and and an adventurous kind of thing. Um, you know, I, I, but they do they do have they put out remembrances of, of family members and yep. there are festivals. There's one in San Francisco like tomorrow and I kind of want to go to it, but I have to work. <laughs> well, um, Reina says in the book, instead of mourning the loss of loved ones, Mexican culture chooses to celebrate and honor the dead each year at the beginning of November. Although, uh, although Day of the Dead represents the afterlife, there is something undeniably joyous about it. And in the book, it's a huge party. <laughs> you know, it is um, the party of the year every year because all the dead come back to, to so visit the town. everybody gets to party. Everybody gets to party, yeah. Everybody gets to party. Yeah. There was this, there was this moment where... Um, Uncle Carlos, right, said, oh, no, Uncle Jose said, like, yeah, I come back every year. I only see Carlos once a year, and every year he's bigger than me. Uh, and that was a funny moment, but it was one of those things where this kid is just so happy to be there. Everybody's just happy to be there. <laughs> they're playing music, yeah. and, and they're having a lot of fun. And so and they're happy to reunite with family members who they haven't seen for a year. And and so so I think this is where a lot of the – the heaviness of the book kind of comes in, presented mm-hmm. in the most lighthearted, cool-looking um, ghosts I've ever seen, right? Right. And they they seem happy, and then there's this dynamic of um, if you give them a little something or if they take a little something from you, then you can see them more clearly, you can speak to them. Uh, and, and there's these altars, right? And you, mm-hmm. you kind of have, make an altar. It's like an offering to kind of, you know, attract them. Invite to Invite them. them to, yeah. 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 And the cat's uh, family actually does it at the house, right? So they, they put the grandma's altar there. But at the party, you see that tons of people have altars there. So it's like to attract everybody to that. To the, to, party. To the party. Yeah. And so what was it like for you thinking about it in that context um, I mean, we've talked in the last couple of weeks about, you know, I don't know. I think there are moments where, like, what would you say to this grandma, right? If she if she came back and appeared, right? Like, everybody was looking forward to that. Kind of well, when we talked about Life uh, is Strange, like, if you could go back and talk to somebody who is not around anymore, right? Like, that's that's something that is, you know, it's, that's like a, a again, like a heavy topic. And mm-hmm. even though it, it feels so different to talk about it now, I think, after reading Ghosts, than it did in Life is Strange. Where in Life is Strange, I felt uncomfortable revisiting some people who had died. In this book, it was presented in a joyous way where it was... Right. It was a celebration and, and a, like a happy reunion. And they could talk to the family and, and know that they'll be able to see them again yeah. next year. Um. And I think that that relationship is different for, you know, the people who live in the town and have lived in the town and have this knowledge of like, okay, this is what happens every year. 
And for Kat and and her family who don't have any idea what's going on and, um, you know, I mean, uh, the, fa- the, the family is a blended family. The dad is white and the mom is Mexican. And um, she kind of, she's been estranged from her mother, who's the grandmother that we were just talking about. And so she kind of lost that connection um, with her heritage and, and the culture that her mother tried to pass to her. Um, and so them moving to this town has kind of forced them in a way to kind of rekindle that relationship um, and try to reconnect with the with the, the grandmother, even without trying to talk to her. Um, just wishing that the mom wishes that she knew the recipes for her mom's cooking and and has no chance to get those things again and and pass them on to her daughters um or um i mean and there's the the ghosts when you try to talk to them um it's easier for them to understand spanish well they know whatever language they knew uh, when they were alive, yeah. Right, right. But but the ones that were there, I think that it was easier for when, like, she's like, hola, like, and, and then the ghosts start yeah. talking to her. Um, but for Kat and Maya, they didn't grow up learning yeah. Spanish. And so it's a yeah, little Yeah, I love the interaction <laughs> between Maya and and Jose where she's like starting to speak Spanish and she's like, you know, my, my name is in Spanish. And he's like, hey, you must be Maya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's he's obviously like very much like like um like Maya. Mm-hmm. So happy and, yeah. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't remember if they I don't know if Rena ever wrote why how he died or No, actually that part's really interesting cuz when when Cat asks him, "How did you die?" He he asked her, um, "I don't know. I don't. Um, no, I was alive, remember, yeah. and then like like that, and then I was alive like this. Do you remember when you were born?" She's like, "No." It's like, "Well, it's something <laughs> like it's kind of like that." <laughs> which which again just which is a cool like a cool like way of looking at it. Yeah, yeah, just a way of completely. Uh, I can't I can't think of the word, but it's it's a way to maybe normalize the experience, mm-hmm. right? By comparing it to another experience that you've had. And it's like, hey, I mean, it happened and now I'm here. Like it wasn't it wasn't that big of a deal. I'm Yeah. I'm just hanging out at a party. <laughs> yeah. There was uh, there was something about the way that Carlos um seemed to interact with his uncle too that that it just not I mean that whole scene when he's with his uncle, how happy he is to have the band playing and how happy he is to have everybody like again, it's like a family reunion every year. Mm-hmm. And to think of a day of remembrance where you do that. Most days of remembrance are very somber. And that's a cultural um, thing too, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, you know I've had I've had a few different members of my family die in the in the past couple of years and and sometimes, like my grandfather died two years ago, and I'll I'll make a comment to my dad because my my grandfather was hilarious, and he was always telling 
jokes, often very dirty jokes. Um, and <laughs> There's always one in every family. Yeah, that was my grandfather. And he and so I, I'll bring up these funny things that he would say with the intention of celebrating the person that my grandfather was. And in my family, that type of thing doesn't doesn't go over well. People mm-hmm. start crying, people get somber and quiet. And and I thought a lot about that when I was reading the book and seeing how it really is just a, a change of perspective, right? To to regardless they're not there, but you can remember them and you can celebrate them instead of mourning them. And that's kind of that's kind of a choice that you can make. Like that's very much in your control. And the idea mm-hmm. that Culturally, that's something that we could that could be instilled in in you, you know, at a very young age. Something that obviously we see Maya and Kat go through that transition, where they 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 aren't um, in the culture. They don't know the cooking, they don't know the language, and now they're going to a town where maybe you know, at least in terms of the story, right? The most important part of that uh, of of the culture. Uh, or or the part that most of it would affect him right now because they're thinking about death, the part that would be most beneficial to them, they go through that transition, right, of of seeing, of viewing death very, very differently than they did before. And, mm-hmm. and that's amazing for a kid, for a book that's supposedly for kids. <laughs> yeah, <Right>? yeah. <laughs> that's, that's just, oh, man. See, I'm glad we get to talk. I'm sorry I made you wait a few weeks to to talk about this because I just read it and now I'm all excited. You're all excited and I'm like, I kind of remember that and I kind of think I wrote something down about that maybe to remember later, but yeah. Um, Yeah, I needed this debrief. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. That is – yeah, and we see that through them, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. Did you – and and the, the the last thing that happens right which is which is kind of awesome is that they're they're kind of right so they're they go from freaking out that ghosts exist right or at mm-hmm. least um cat does right cat is kind of kind of our perspective into this world right we're, we're following cat around and we're going from this this whole change of attitude right her growth is is accepting all of these different things including right so through the through the grandma we we know that everybody has um like the mom like you mentioned you know she's like regrets that she she never learned the recipes and 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 that she left things a little off with her mom and didn't didn't talk to her much yeah yeah and and so from going going from ghosts to i just had the best I just went to the best party I've ever been to. <laughs> and then they come back to the house and everybody's kind of disappointed that that the grandma didn't show up. Right, because you know? they were even looking – the girls had never met their grandmother. Yeah. And at the party, Kat is like looking for their grandmother there. Like, yeah. are you my grandma? Yeah. <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's like, sorry, kid. I'm not your grandma. And and you can tell she's disappointed. So, so that's kind of the moment where you realize, like, okay, everything – Everything has really changed, and and I love the 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 way the book ends. I think it's fantastic that the grandma did show up, and mm-hmm. but not in the way that they expected. That's a good way of putting it without spoiling it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so we, we ruined everything but the last two pages. <laughs> oh man, that's okay. Yeah, we'll yeah. We'll, pu- we'll put spoiler alerts on 
on everything. Always. We're 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 put we're spoiling all of ghosts. And this book just came out recently. Like It's true. So yeah, it's yeah. it's popular right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so good job, Raina. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. <laughs> this was really good. And good recommendation, uh Lara. This was this is this it was a really good book. I'll, I'm, I'll I'm, get you. I'll get you to read the rest of her books. <laughs> well, now I mean, you don't have to uh, do that because I'm. You're I'm, gonna buy. I'm them. in. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm invested. Um, I I definitely. The only one I've read is drama. So if we read the other two, like within the same like week yeah. or two, we could actually like have a two way conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to. Um... Just record your thoughts after you read it, and then I'll talk to your recorded thoughts on, on a show. <laughs> I'll do it that way. That would yeah. be great. You know, there's some books that I've read that, like graphic novels, that have really, that are so real. I don't know. I'm going to put this up there with uh, one of my favorite graphic novels, which is I Kill Giants. Have you ever mm-hmm. read I Kill Giants? I haven't read it. Um I know you did a whole episode about it a long time ago. Listen, I want and to, and I didn't, I didn't listen to that episode because I won't, didn't want to spoil it in case I wanted to read it. <laughs> listen, I want to write a book on, on I Kill Giants. Okay, it is, it is incredible, and every time I read that book, I cry a lot, <laughs> and and it's one of the most powerful books I've, I've, I, I consider to be like one of the most powerful books I've ever read, and it does. Exactly what, what Ghost does. It's 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 taking real life issues, right? Like using cystic fibrosis is a very very specific way of of having an illness, right? Be present, and that's something that's real and something that people have, and you may know somebody, and and it exists, and it's not, and it's relatable to other illnesses. Like yeah, yeah, absolutely, as well. absolutely. Yeah. And then, but you take this fantasy aspect of it, uh, of of the Day of the Dead, right? Like. Um, I don't – even though we are not familiar with the cultural uh, – the actual like real celebration of Day of the Dead, I'm assuming that ghosts don't actually show up, right, in the way that it represented in the book. But by taking <laughs> that extra step and showing it that way, you – in a way, you understand it better, right? Like that's a better way of explaining mm-hmm. um, what what the – What it's supposed to be. Yeah. And, and so it does this thing where it's – it's even more relatable because it adds in a, a fantastical element, a, a slight exaggeration. And in in I Kill Giants, it also deals with illness. And the way that she sees illness in that book, the, the main character of that book, um, like she is every every time someone mentions the illness or the person who's sick, the 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 speech bubble is kind of like scratched out. Like if someone wrote oh, over wow. it with a pencil, so you don't know what's going on, and it, and obviously that's the character being in denial. She doesn't even want to talk about it, you know. And then the idea that she kills giants. There's this. There are these large, incredibly gigantic creatures that she is a killer of, <laughs> right? But they <laughs> represent something completely different. And and I don't know. Like now, I didn't even think about that earlier. But now that we've talked about it, I'm. I Kill Giants is one of my go-to books for so many different things. And I think I'm going to put ghosts on that list. I think I may buy... A physical Yeah, copy. yeah, just so I can have it ready to to pass off to somebody when I need to. Because because it's that, it, it's that 
good at at least at what we at what you and I think about right <laughs> those mm-hmm. moments where where yeah. you hear somebody say something and you're like you know what you need this book <laughs> you might want to check out this book <laughs> yeah yeah don't worry about giving it back just take it it's it's uh it might you know talk to me afterwards um yeah. and yeah i think it's i think it's it's that good you know and and again like it was extremely relatable for me and i'm i'm way older than mm-hmm. the you know target audience again and and all ages is is all ages is really all yeah, ages yeah yeah i don't i don't buy it's into not that just kid yeah stuff. i don't buy into that either and and i think there's value in oh. all sorts of stuff but it's yeah i love the book i love the book but the fact that like uh it's something that that deals with with deep issues yeah. that are hard to talk to with kids, yeah. talk about with yeah. kids, and it, you can kind of read it and and have the kids read it and talk about it, like what's going on with Maya in this thing. Like she must be kind of scared, don't you think? Like and that kind of thing. Um, or like like I said earlier um, with the kid if the if you relate to the kids maybe seeing how the parents are like if you're if you put yourself in cat's shoes like maybe the parents did overreact in blaming her but can you see why they're so scared yeah um, about what happened to maya yeah. or you know um if you're a parent like understanding where cat is coming from because she is the kid that's kind of ignored because she's the easy kid and being able to share that. And some parents are not, you know, as open to, to reading things. Um, but there are plenty of parents who would love to read things with their kids or read them for their the uh, betterment of their kids. Um, I've dealt with parents that, that do both. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and I could recommend Ghosts. And I'm I'm sure that more people would read it, especially the younger they are, or if or if it's parents uh, to read with their kids, are way more mm-hmm. likely to read Ghosts than again I Kill Giants because I Kill Giants is in black and white, and it is yeah, and this is bright, colorful, and colorful, yeah, yeah, and and you're smiling like from the very the, the moment that Maya you know starts doing anything, you're smiling, mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. and really uh, I Kill Giants is is. At times, it looks like it's sketched angrily, you know, and but that's very deliberate. And um, mm-hmm. you know, they're making a movie of I Kill Giants, and I am, I am extremely excited. I'm so excited about <laughs> about that. Um, but it's it's one of the first times. With between that and Ready Player One, these are the first two times uh, that I'm nervous because I love the source yeah. material. I've never loved. You don't want them to mess it I've up. I've never <laughs> like you can you can make a million different Batmans and I'm good. You know, like I, I feel differently about all that stuff. But it's the idea that you are introducing people to this story, and and you yeah. could potentially mess it up. Like now I understand why people feel that way. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. But uh, well, especially yeah. because it's not a Batman where you get like. Fifty different Batmans. Yeah, like this is one and shot. They can just redo it again. Yeah. Like this is pretty much one. If shot. If I Kill Giants the movie sucks, nobody's gonna read I Kill Giants when I give them the book. <laughs> right, and, um, right. And, and Ready Player One. Same with Ready Player yeah. One. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm I'm excited about that. But I think I think that um, Ghosts would make an awesome movie. Hmm. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. 
I think it would be really good. Yeah. I mean, it, it's 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 perfect as a book, right? It's 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 right. it's fantastic. But I think, like, I was I was thinking about how you would make the ghosts look in live action. Right. Because this, it's perfect. Yeah. Like, how do you make a ghostly skeleton look happy? Right. And right. Because I just think of, you know, like Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then, like, it, then it just looks silly. Not like. Or Casper, Casper. when they did the yeah. Casper the Friendly yeah. Ghost movie. But that was kind of silly, too. Yeah. Like, but, like, not. Like, it was okay, but it's not the same. Well, Casper way. looked exactly like he does in the comic book in the, or, like, yeah. in the cartoons, but. But that was like he was, I don't know. That was just one, right? Like you couldn't. I don't know. It would look silly. I don't know. Like I could. I guess, I guess it's really hard to make um, Uncle Jose right <laughs> into like yeah. that lovable. Um, I don't know. They might. They might have to do it differently and like show actual like people kind of ghostified instead of looking like this. And and the whole the whole thing the filters would have to be really bright and colorful and <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're already planning this movie. <laughs> well, they, <laughs> maybe it's just it just came from the same thing, right? Where I, I like I want more people to do it and it's it's um sometimes it's hard to get people to read a comic book. Sometimes it takes us 3 weeks even though we really want to read it. So Although I'm just saying Raina's books are like New York bestseller, like New York Times bestsellers. So, but also, um, and their con- and their graphic novels. Also, most so. people don't read, so uh, yeah, good yeah. Point. Good point. <laughs> good point. I'm also convinced that a lot of people buy books uh, that don't get read. Like that's a whole other huh. um, part of it. That's true because yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of books that I need to read. Yeah, they don't. They, that are on they my don't shelf. work by, through osmosis. You don't. Uh, yeah. Well, again, I, that, that's all I have to say about ghosts. Uh, I, th- I thought it was great. I think we had a really good conversation about ghosts. It was great. Yep. Sorry for making you wait again. <laughs> and happy <laughs> Dia de los Muertos. Do people say that? Is that correct? To like wish people a happy Day of the Dead? I don't. I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't know. I. We've had a good a know. good Day of the Dead. And again, it it completely. And I know we didn't plan it this way. And no. Um. Not at all. It just happened. Yeah, I finished it. Which is morning. really cool. Yeah, you pointed it out yesterday. I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, it's me- it's meant to be. <laughs> it is meant to be. And and for me, honestly, my grandfather's birthday is actually uh, the day after tomorrow. So it's it, it's coming at a perfect time for me to think about, mm-hmm. you know, a person who died recently in a very different light. <laughs> and my mother's birthday is in about a week. What? Yeah. Yeah. See? It's perfect. I didn't. We I, don't plan this stuff, people. Did, we really don't. <laughs> I did not plan to take this long to read the book, which I did buy the moment you told me. I think I bought it while we were recording. You mentioned it. I was like, oh, yeah. You're like, I have done. to do it. Yep, done. <laughs> oh, man. It is available digitally on Kindle and Comixology. But uh, obviously it's available wherever books are sold. And since it's Scholastic, I'm assuming that – do they still do book drives at schools? Where they, I don't they even still? know, but I, I think they Check do. Their, yeah, I think yeah. I think I've had a, a coworker who had a client who had a uh, a book fair. A I know they do the book clubs. Fair. Yeah, yeah, at the school and. But and obviously, it's at Barnes and Noble and, yeah, and all those yeah. big stores too. Yeah, I guess Barnes and Noble is the only big store anymore. Yeah, yeah. That's sad. Yep. <laughs> all right, and so are you making an entry for this? I will make the entry for it, even okay. though I've read it way longer ago. But I'll do it. I'll do it. 
Okay. Well, I mean, if you, if you don't want to. No, I can do it. Okay. I can okay. do it. Remember, the goal of this podcast is really just to keep us accountable to That's do the right. things that we said we're going to do. That's hey. essentially why we're here. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yep. So We're trying to make each other work. <laughs> yeah. I should start putting that in the show notes. In this episode, Lara committed to do this. What about you? <laughs> no, just I write the show notes. <laughs> So I so only you, keep you accountable. So you keep me. <laughs> you can write notes if you want and remind me. You can do that too. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. That's kind edit, of. I'm hoping you, you will keep me accountable too. You you take on a task and you edit it out of the podcast because you I edit would the podcast. Absolutely too. do that. I would. <laughs> I've done worse. Yep. <laughs> All right, Lara. Uh, what are we doing next week? I have no idea. What are we doing next week? I don't know. We'll figure it out. I don't know. But I'm going to be extra lifing it this weekend. Oh, yeah. So p- plug yeah. it. If anybody's still listening, whatever. If anyone <laughs> still listens to us and, and, and wants to support sick kids or do something, there's still a little time to sign up. Do um, something. By the time this, by the time this uh, gets posted, you'll probably have about 24 hours less than that to, to sign up. And, Which is the perfect you, time, right? Right. So, so play games, heal kids is their motto. 24-hour gameathon. Right. And Lara will be playing for 24 hours, and uh, there will be links, and I've and I've been posting it all over the place. But you know, links to her team. You don't have to donate to to her team. You're not giving anything to Lara, you know. So that's no, okay. it goes it all, all goes. goes to Extra Life. Um, if you want to donate to me, that's fine. That just puts the money under that's my different. name, but that's... it goes to Extra Life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it goes to Children's uh, Miracle Network of Hospitals. And Specifically, the hospital that whoever you're sponsoring plays for. That's true. Um, oh, that's true. So if I don't want to give to the um, San Francisco one, San Francisco and Oakland, yeah, yeah, then I won't choose you, and I'll choose somebody at a hospital that I do want to give to. That's a weird way to look at at uh, at, do, at like donating money for kids. Anyway, so right. it's, again, I, we love Extra Life every year. They they make more and more. Um, they bring in more and more donations, which is fantastic. And uh, I'll join you. I think you. last year they brought in about $8 million for all the hospitals in the country and in Canada. Um, That's awesome. That are participating, yeah. I'll jump in um, whenever you're you're playing anything that, that we can do some uh, multiplayer on. Yeah. Just let me know. I'll jump in. And... Uh, and then I'm sure you'll be doing all sorts of stuff. And there's more information on the page. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. We'll figure out what we'll what we'll do next week if Lara um, is able to stand or is physically okay after that 24-hour gameathon. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. And we'll see if she next week. I'll just t- ask you if you did an entry, if you did the entry for for ghosts. That's kind of that's it. <laughs> the one entry. The one entry. All right, talk next week.